You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. You can support us on Patreon and join our Discord server at patreon.com slash wtfolklore. Hello everyone and welcome back to What the Spook Lore. I am your storyteller Carmen. I've done grime, I've done slime. What else is left? Um, Sublime? <laughs> My first thought was prime and then trying to make it spooky is like, prime services are more expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, how, how nautical is the story this week? Um, none. All right, I'll do it anyway. I'm the brine weaver, Tyler. <laughs> Ooh, what's spookier than brine? Who knows? And I'm your emotional support himbo, Theo. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. It's good to have you. So how how do you know our crime? Adobe, stop. <laughs> how do you know our crime weaver? Oh, uh, we've done many crimes together. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, first in in uh, a Dungeons and Dragons game, in 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 which he was a a, a crime weaving bard, and I was a spiritual entomologist uh, <laughs> who was uh, and passingly interested in crime pass, pass yeah had a, a, a burgeoning interest in crime <laughs> some might say uh, a scientific curiosity then... in crime <laughs> <laughs> um and then uh then tyler said hey i've got a new idea for crimes how about a podcast <laughs> and uh pulled me into that uh dark underworld to talk about dragon ball z <laughs> Mm-hmm. Then we finished that, and, and by that point, my hunger for crimes was insatiable. <laughs> uh, and so we moved on to One Piece. He is a very corrupting influence. A story about <laughs> criminals on the high seas. Mm-hmm. Well, so yes, I've, I've been ensnared into his web. <laughs> well, I'm afraid he's pulled you into worse and worse crimes. <laughs> oh, no. By, by bringing you on to this particular spook lore episode. Today will be no different. I'm I'm ready. I'm a hardened criminal by this point. <laughs> uh, before we get into it, I have some like business that I keep forgetting to mention because my brain is a sieve. Um, so first off, we have uh, closed our uh, PO box for now. We're gonna reopen one when I get my crap together. That is more um, conveniently located <laughs> for yeah, anyone to cause... go check it. <laughs> now that we are well... uh, spread across the seven winds from one another. <laughs> Yeah, um, we had it open for a little bit after we moved, but then 2020 hit, so getting down there became a problem, and then it was just like, man, <laughs> they would they would charge me, and I'd remember we have it. <laughs> it's like, well, I guess we'll try for the next six months to cancel it. Uh, so, we'll get a new one. Please don't send us anything. We're sorry. Uh, the best way to contact us is probably through social media. We're very bad at this. Mm-hmm. Um and then I also wanted to mention that I met Jenna in Friend person. Friend of the show. Jenna. Whoa. Yeah. Um, 
the one responsible for Hans my Hedgehog and various other criminal crochets that currently <laughs> adorn the, the dusty library full of folklore. Um, mm. So it was really cool to meet Jenna. I just wanted to say hello and get excited about that. Yeah. Uh, if you're Atlanta local, I will be at Conjuration on November 4th through the 6th. So you too can like Or if you just want to book a last minute trip to Atlanta. Yeah, or I mean, it's at an airport hotel, so it's really convenient that unless would be you very drive. <laughs> if you drive, it's not very convenient. But <laughs> um, so yeah, those are the the two bits of business that I wanted to to get out of the way because I keep forgetting to say them. And now it's time to get spooky. Uh, do you want to get spooky, Ooh. or should I should I rant for a little bit? Uh, Which one do you want to do a... first? Do you want to get a crime out of the way, or do you want to know what I am going to inflict upon you? Uh, you can save it as vengeance. Okay. And also, like, dread bills with the unknown. So. Indeed. That's true. Unless you read the episode description. But don't do that! Uh, anyway, I watched some Halloween movies that I really need to talk about. <laughs> uh, the first one, are, are either of you familiar with the Munsters? Uh, I have heard of them. Second. My understanding is that they're uh, Kroger brand Adams family. <laughs> I'm about the same level there. So <clears throat> it was a sitcom about a family that was monsters, like Universal Pictures monsters. So a Dracula, a Frankenstein monster, etc. Because that's how genetics work. Got it. Got it. Um, so the premise of the show was basically, what if Leave It to Beaver was monsters okay all right meaning that they acted very much like normal people and the whole joke of the show was they just look like monsters but they're talking about normal people things <laughs> like going to school and doing their jobs but everyone That'd thinks be a fun like skit right <laughs> <laughs> everyone thinks they're so strange because they're monsters but they're just trying to live their lives they burned the zd oh no <laughs> so now, there is a Netflix revival of the Munsters directed by Rob Zombie. He has to Seems live fitting. up to that name. So. <laughs> I tried to watch it. I couldn't get through it myself. Impressive, considering the things that you have sat me through. <laughs> and I feel like I'm going insane every time I hear or read anybody talking about this movie. Because the the praise that it gets is people saying how it is a a love letter to the original and how it is it is exactly like an episode of the show just for modern day but it is not that at all it is oh. uh, it is instead shot like a power rangers episode with weird camera moves and quirky sound effects every chance they get uh bizarre lighting all over the place and also all the characters act like idiots and they just make goofy noises at each other. <laughs> well, maybe the people who are saying it's a love letter to the original have gotten, like, it's that memory fugue where a few things merge, like all the 90s action uh, shows merged with the monsters, merged with Everybody Loves Raymond, and uh, to this conglomerate in their memory. Yeah, I think everyone has just kind of decided that they were more like the Adams Family than they actually are. <laughs> Because the Adams family huh. is definitely full of weirdos being weird and For unsettling sure. to them. other people. Yeah, that's their whole deal. But the monsters, I have to stress, they were just people who looked like monsters. 
Like, if you just listened to the show and didn't watch the visuals, you would think it was Leave it to Beaver or something similar. (laughs) Oh, whoa. So it is really weird to see this bizarre take on it and then to have people say it it is a glowing love letter to its source material and i don't even particularly feel strongly about the source material i just think everyone's gone insane (laughs) so like it wasn't even a thing where like you know the wolf kid is like oh man it's a full moon but i want to go to prom or like frankenstein's like oh gee my leg's falling off again i gotta sew it back on they would definitely big meeting yeah they would definitely occasionally pepper in things like that like they would have a picnic at a cemetery or something Along those lines. Anyone can have a picnic at a cemetery. Precisely. Many people do. They're <laughs> lovely places. They they tend to be arboretums. And I, I just heard about like a bird watching tour in my local cemetery. Yeah. Like they usually do a lot of really cool things. Oakland's always up to neat shit. Yeah. Go play Pokemon Go there. It's great. It's awesome. Oh man. I bet they've got tons of ghost types. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I just had to get that off my chest because I, I truly couldn't understand what I was experiencing. It's like being in both parallel universes at the same time. Like one leg's in Berenstain and one's in Berenstain. (laughs) Maybe the true monster was you. I guess so. I I can't explain why I feel the need to go to bat for this because like I said, I didn't really even watch the show. I just feel like I'm the only one who remembers it. But the other thing that I wanted to talk about and that I kind of do recommend watching at least to sort of bask in the bonkers universe that it's invented is the zombies franchise for Disney. I really wanted to watch that after you said you were going to talk about it. I just didn't have time. It looks like a ton of fun. It is. It is a thing. (laughs) So off of the popularity of things like high school musical, all of the Disney channel original movies became musicals to try and catch that. Pop stars. Yeah. Yeah. So, Zombies, which is spelled out in letters, like a cheerleader cheer, is a musical about a town that had a lime soda-based apocalypse that created (laughs) zombies in it. Solid, very strong premise. Good Uh start. So, eventually, they figured out a way to, I guess, rationalize the zombies by putting wristbands on them that would take away their innate desire to eat brains and would make them more socially acceptable. It's a powerful wristband. Yeah. It's like an Apple watch for zombies. It's an Apple watch that can control zombies' personalities. I mean, give Apple time. And suppress their uh, monstrous desires. So now there there are zombie families in this town that live on the bad side of town, and they have zombie children that go to zombie school. Like they procreated fresh zombies? I have no idea. I appreciate how many unexamined, like, (laughs) family structures there are in these specials. I wonder if any of that is examined in, like, zombies fanfic. I hope so. Because the series has no intention to do it. But it's all I could think about the entire time. If they took in children who got turned into zombies whose parents abandoned them, like that would be kind of a neat thing. But are they producing new ones? I have questions. It's, it seems like it. And also, they appear to grow like children do, despite, I guess, being dead. That part's never really talked about either. 
I'm going to AO3 right now. <laughs> Help see. us, Internet. <laughs> what nightmares uh, live upon you? Oh, let's see, there's 481. Yeah, I there imagine is. there are. Ah, <laughs> uh, the top three are Experiment 2, Zombies AU, To Be Free, and The zomb- the Alpha Trials. <laughs> Exciting reads also, all, I'm sure. A name I'm seeing on here is Ned Necrodopolis. Like, did they just make new family names? Yes. His name is Zed. I mean, that's a good name, but like Necrodopolis? That's his last name. Yeah. Like, that's that's a zombie name. Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> I think I yeah, think that's but... a tick in the, in the <clears throat> just group these dead reanimated people together in a new family column. Yeah. Like, if I guess if you like are zombified you are essentially inhabiting a new identity and you can make that whatever you want it to be uh all of the zombie characters have z names there's a z somewhere in their name Uh, i can only remember four named zombie characters right now but the main character is zed his little sister is zoe his best friend is bonzo and then his best girlfriend is eliza Oh man, can you imagine if there was if this got incorporated into Kingdom Hearts? <laughs> oh no. I await the day. <laughs> no. And then and then like you know, they they do the thing what is it? Organization 13 where they add an X in your name. <laughs> yeah. But or then one of the normal characters becomes a zombie and then so you get like Zorg Zax for Sora. <laughs> zombie Organization 13 Sora. <laughs> You're already on AO3, just write it. Yeah. <laughs> Someone might already have that covered for you. <laughs> I feel like a fun game would be to go on AO3 and read fan fictions for franchises you've never even heard of. I, I'm tempted to do that. Like, find the one oh. that has maybe some of the, the, not the fewest, but a really low number of fanfic options. So you know it's extremely niche. Ooh, I already found one I want to read. It's general audiences, it's fluff. And the title is the only song I know that I would ever even wish to sing. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Bedtime read achieved. <laughs> Just bookmark this for later. So the other point of interest in this town, other than zombies live there, is it's fucking obsessed with cheerleading. More than any so any a, other activity. It's a great, I mean, you know, football is... is I, I like this new future because we've finally acknowledged that football is too violent and dangerous. But we well, they can still, still play football. Cheer- okay, <laughs> but like we're not happy about it. We're not obsessed with it. Well, anymore. the main character Zed is obsessed about it. He wants to get on the team, but because he's a zombie, he's not allowed. You'd think oh, zombies be would be the ideal football players because you don't have to worry about the critical injuries that like affect them for life after high school. Carmen, literally no one has thought of that until they see Zed do it. And then they're like, oh yeah, he's great at football. <laughs> and then they let him on the team. Wow. So the other main character, the girl portion of this couple, because it's a Disney Channel original movie, mm-hmm. uh, is named Addison. There's no Z in that name. No, there's an That's A. That's a human. Oh, no. So A and Z, they're complete opposites. Wow. Ah. Do you, do you get thinking. it? Yeah. I love it. Does, <laughs> that was... Do all humans have an A in their name? No, I'll get to that in a second. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that that's an X mark. <laughs> 
So this first movie is largely about Zed trying to be accepted and to get zombies to be more accepted in society because they're treated mm-hmm. like shit. Uh, they're given terrible jobs. They all are forced to wear jumpsuits to identify themselves. Uh, they're not allowed to go to human school until the beginning of this movie. Do you need jumpsuits to identify a zombie? I thought I... they were very clearly... From what I saw, they all had green hair. They all have green hair and they all have pale white skin. Um, I mean, I guess you could. they could be just like a goth. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. And everybody knows goths don't wear jumpsuits. So uh, we're the, not we're not in like rotting flesh zombie territory. No. Okay. No, they're hot zombies. Ah, sexy zombies. Great, yeah. great, great, great. Um You gotta the, get that AO3 number up somehow and fuckable zombies is the way you do it. <laughs> the pale white skin is uh, a strong choice, especially in the first movie, because they definitely did not have the makeup budget for it. So a lot of scenes uh, they're pretty splotchy and barely painted. Oh no! Oh dear! <laughs> it's me. It's it's uh it's fun to watch on your HD TV. <laughs> oh jeez! <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the like the truly high quality. Um, is it Neil who does the the makeup? The really good makeup. Not familiar. The the white stuff is is very thick mm-hmm. um, and uncomfortable for shooting. So, uh, in this movie only, they uh, introduce the idea that Zed, for part of the plot, he hacks into his armband to be able to tap into his monstrous strength to play football better. Oh, he turns off his pain inhibitors. Exactly. But as another feature of that is that he starts to look more human so that they don't have to put makeup on him anymore. Wait, wait a minute. Wait, he turns off the zombie de-zombification wristband and that causes him to look less like a zombie? That causes him to have the brute strength. If he turns it all the way up, he just becomes a human. Then what? why is it... A, it... An it's excellent like question. A, it's never cons- talked about again. Okay, because like that's a good foundation for a conspiracy yeah. wristbands. Um, but instead, it is the same reason that dogs are so often invisible as a, a premise for a, a film, which is we don't want to deal with this. <laughs> mm, yeah. So there's a secret about Addison that I haven't told you yet. Oh. She seems like a perfectly normal girl who's on the cheerleading squad, but she wears a wig. Oh, okay. okay. Because she has a birth defect that makes her hair platinum blonde, and that's a problem for some reason. What? What? (laughs) Her hair is pure white, and her family and town are like, no, that makes you weird. So she puts a wig on for her whole life. I'm sorry, Billie Eilish exists. (laughs) And is well, like, a have very they never, popular. People have are they dying never watched... on purpose like that. <laughs> Sorry. Have they never watched anime? Right. Like a hot white-haired anime boy? <laughs> also, you could dye the hair. If it's white, it will take dye very well. There, Yeah, there are plenty of, of older women that do that. So the end of the first movie is uh, Addison tearing her wig off at the football game to reveal to everyone that she understands zombie persecution because she's different too. Because I'm a blonde. <laughs> I I understand oppression I am... because I am blonde. 
Also, the, Boy, that's the platinum. <laughs> the platinum blonde hair is definitely a wig on the actor. So <laughs> they they cover up her real hair, which is her quote unquote wig, and then put this platinum blonde wig on her that looks terrible. What artistry? <laughs> this is yeah. This is a commentary on beauty standards. Indeed. <laughs> I don't know what they're commenting, but they are doing it. I mean, it doesn't mean it's insightful commentary. <laughs> it just is. <laughs> We're yammering on beauty standards. <laughs> and that's kind of the idea of the whole series is like, I hope you like spaghetti because it's all over the walls. <laughs> what, if, what if we transcribed a toddler's opinions on the world <laughs> into a zombie movie? <clears throat> so the first. Uh, yes. Awesome. With teen tropes. The first movie ends with zombies being marginally accepted. They're allowed to just go to the school now. They're allowed to be on the clubs and teams and stuff. And everybody's getting along. It's great. Yay. We solved oppression. The Ooh. second movie introduces werewolves. What? Where did they come from? And werewolves <clears throat> are a not-so-subtle stand-in for Native Americans. Oh no! Oh boy! Oh, oh given no! The, 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 um, I understand oppression because I am a <laughs> platinum blonde plot point. I am sure they handle this with great sensitivity it and self awareness. Great, Carmen. I have to tell you. D- mm-hmm. Does it though? No. <laughs> <laughs> so werewolves all have W names. Someone sure. was just on a fucking roll, huh? Like Wyatt. And Winter, and there's another one I don't remember. Wesley. Oh, is that the this Wyatt Likinson? Yep, that that's I'm him here on Ao3. Wyatt Likinson. That's I mean again what? Ooh, hmm. That's a choice for a name. <laughs> Wary Werewolf. <laughs> Wolfie McWolferson. And what makes them werewolves is that they all have fangs. They all have a like a patch of platinum blonde hair like a streak yeah, of most, it in their in their head the most oppressed hair color mm-hmm. and they all wear vests and they do parkour in the woods at night amazing i mean very very hot for teens yeah they like teen. <laughs> they do not 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 that came out wrong <laughs> like uh, very um good teen horniness fodder <laughs> yes it is specifically designed for it in a yes. lab what uh, makes teens more excited than parkour wolf boys yeah at no point do they transform or get scary they just kind of they don't even have claws but they hold their fingers like they do and they growl at people you know the kids who were these people in school i mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah they're they're just yeah they're just the anime cat girls, but as parkour wolf boys. Yes. So at the beginning of this one, it, it is explained to us that the the humans who came to this town chased the werewolves out of it uh, and stole their magic moon rock that gives them werewolf powers. Is that why they don't transform? There's some, <laughs> there's some connection between it and them being alive. Nuts. <laughs> like the the longer they don't have it, the more that all these teen wolves start to cough as if they are sick. 
What? So it's the anti-tuberculosis rock? Even though they haven't had this rock for centuries, now they're starting to Is it a Parvo vaccine for the werewolves? Like what? <laughs> so now that the zombies are marginally accepted, the werewolves are the outgroup. Ain't that always the way? We gotta throw somebody under the bus. Mm-hmm. Must always punch down. And because Addison has platinum blonde hair, the werewolves assume that she is their prophesized great alpha. Prophesized great alpha. The amount of plot that is hinging on platinum blonde hair (laughs) as a feature. And she really wants to be in an oppressed group, so she decides she's a werewolf now. Oh, no. And and, Addison, oh, no. And begins to dress like them in a very questionable way. Uh Honey, no. (laughs) And I assume this is not done with any self-awareness. No, not at all. On the part of the writer. Addison develops in this movie, and it extends into the final movie, uh, this desire to find her group that she's part of. Like, she feels like she, she doesn't have anyone to turn to, even though she has family and friends and a zombie boyfriend now. She she opines about being lost and and tr- trying to find who she is. Um, I mean, so, that's fair. Yeah, that is the teen experience. That is the teen experience. Mm-hmm. So in this movie, she starts to pepper in phrases like "find her pack" because it's about werewolves, and then she decides, "Oh, I'm I'm a werewolf then because I use the word pack." I'm gonna jump out a window. <laughs> That is the emotional response I have to this entire summary you have given. Um, yeah, so everyone, Nano Rimo's coming up. Just write your damn story. Like, Just there write. Should be, yeah, write, please. Don't, don't even like. This is what Disney makes. Can, can suck a duck. Like, people get paid for this. Just write your story. Yeah. <laughs> also, the the songs are incredible. Oh, there are songs. Yeah, because it's a musical. Of course, Disney did this right. I, um, I can't, I can't stomach more of this, Tyler. There's I gotta only, tell, I gotta tell you his tale. There's a I little just, bit. I gotta more. know what happens yeah, in the third movie. Yeah, just let me. I gotta say the. I wanted to share some of the lyrics from the second one, and then just a quick little thing about the third movie. I can't. Three movies got made. Write your novels, everybody. <laughs> tell the story that's inside you. Go so on. the the songs are very expositionary to move the plot along yeah i mean Mm, that's unusual you gotta do that so you have more room for parkour wolf shots (laughs) so when she gets called to the wolf den to learn about being a werewolf the song begins turn up expand our history pull back the veil of mystery what's written on the cave is prophecy the great alpha is our destiny show us the power of chemistry lead us to the source of our energy no one knows her identity but she looks like you identically gotta get that slant rhyme in early huh (laughs) yeah okay set our expectations and then they repeat the chorus over and over for the rest of the song and that's usually how the song the history that's most of it is that they they need her they need to find the great alpha for reasons to get their their rock back the parvo rock Mm -hmm. Uh, turns out that the rock is inside of the power plant that caused the zombie apocalypse so they they dig it out the werewolves get it back everybody's happy and the werewolves start to go to school too that's that is the end game for everything we do Mm -hmm. want everyone to go to school so in the third movie we need a new out group Mm -hmm. so aliens show up 
Hell yeah! And do you know what alien A's? starts with? A. A. So A. she identified as an alien savior now? Yes. <laughs> Are you serious? They did it again. How many times can this platinum blonde girl be the <laughs> face of, of reconciliation with oppressed groups? So this time it turns out that she is descended from aliens. For real. And that's why she has an A in her name. Yeah. Last time they just thought she was a werewolf and she wasn't, even though she looks identical to their prophesized great alpha. That's never examined again. And her grandmother landed on this planet and left behind coordinates for her race of aliens to find, to follow to a new home planet for themselves because theirs got destroyed. And now we have to find a way to get them into high school and onto the football team. So they are to- the aliens are told in a message from her grandma to find Seabrook's most precious thing. Okay. Spoiler alert, it's Addison. What? The most specialist blonde oppressed girl there's ever been. The, the specialist granddaughter. So she is the key to finding the coordinates to the new planet they're supposed to live on. Oh, the new planet isn't Seabrook? So they take her and leave the planet, which makes Zed very sad. You'll notice that a lot of this hasn't been about zombies anymore. And it's mostly about Addison. (laughs) Yeah. It's a weird turn for a a series called Zombies. Is Addison a (laughs) self-insert character? She has to be. Well, that's our episode, folks. she, She leaves the planet with the aliens, and they find out that the coordinates are back to Earth. Oh, there we go. Which was the planet they were supposed to live on all along. It's always like that, right? You leave the grocery <laughs> aisle to go get something, and then you remember you gotta go right back to that same aisle once you're across the store. Uh, yep, yep. Also, cheerleading happens in all three of these movies. Well, where you gotta. does Where is there room for it? <laughs> in between everything else. <laughs> if they delivered exposition and cheers, I would be down for it. They do. Oh, good. All right. Then 100% good movie. It's <clears throat> Everything's fine. So go enjoy uh, those on Disney Plus Carbon Rita Folktale. <laughs> yeah. Zo- I've just got to say one last thing. I figure zombies, good at football. Parkour werewolves, probably great at cheerleading. Yep. <laughs> Aliens, marching band? They're Tyler. also cheerleaders. Tyler, I'm okay. going to warn you, this might be a two-parter at this point. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, so originally I picked this this story because it's the the scariest thing I've encountered this Ooh. year. Um, but I'm also now pivoting, and it is vengeance to Tyler. <laughs> uh, so this will be the last one of the year. I semi promise <laughs> a rutabaga tale. Back at it, Carl Sandberg. It's look, these things chill me to my very core. So. This they might be the spook lore special uh, thing just forever because I am terrified of them. Theo, have you heard either of our rutabaga tales before? No, I've heard of Carl Sandburg. Okay, just a quick catch you up on what to expect. The first one we read was about a man who had a popcorn hat, popcorn mittens, and popcorn shoes. Wow, because he introduction to the man because he had a magical winch in his pocket. What? That caused him to daily, yeah, sorry, uh, to daily uh, manifest these things on his body. NaNoWriMo, write your story, folks. (laughs) And then the next one we read about was uh, clowns being baked into existence. 
It wasn't technically about that, but that part was so disturbing. It did eclipse everything else happening. <laughs> they were baked into existence? Yeah, we learned about the birth of clowns and that they are baked, apparently. <laughs> so wow. Carl, Carl Sandburg chills me to my very core. And, um, I don't think that there is an actual horror folktale we've read in our many years on this show that causes me as much mental disturbance as any one of these tales. Uh, so just a little bit of note on the process of picking which Carl Sandburg tale to uh, to showcase. Uh, I went with the creepiest like section of the area. Like that's uh, the chapters are the stories are all sectioned off into chapters, and this they have one categories. is yeah four stories about the deep doom of dark doorways. What <laughs> this I. I had a whole book of Carl Sandburg poems and none of that sounds like any of this. I think they hide this aspect of Sandburg pretty deeply. <laughs> Why? It sounds amazing. The Deep Doom of Dark Doorways. And this story is three boys with jugs of molasses and secret ambitions. Oh my god. Because it sounds strangely threatening to me it does so threatening. It, it has an aura I, I and i have a personal history with molasses oh boy oh my because so uh, one of my siblings had a like like a health issue that like wound up like having she wound up having to like lower body like paralysis stuff um and so to help things along would sometimes have to like just drink straight molasses oh. and oh my. In solidarity, uh, the rest of us would also. My and goodness. It's not... It, I don't recommend it. Yeah, that doesn't sound pleasant. No. A true horror story. And we haven't even begun. Uh, this is sourced from Project Gutenberg, where you can find the entirety of the Carl Sandburg tales if you just can't wait for another episode. On <laughs> Bookmark that for later as well. Um... Because I, I might try to just, like, let him rest for a little while after this one. <laughs> Alright, so, are you ready? Yes, let's do it. I, uh, it is my secret ambition to hear this. <laughs> In the village of Liver and Onions. Ew. <laughs> if one boy goes to the grocery store for a jug of molasses... It's just like always. Everything normal. No no notes. All good. Yeah. That's if, that's Monday through Saturday. Yeah. Sundays the grocery is closed. It's the day of rest. Yeah. Yeah. If two go, it's just like always. Everything's normal. I'm, uh, but if... Sensing some tension already. Building. If three boys go for a jug each, all together... It is not like always at all. <laughs> oh, no. At all. <laughs> Eat a pika pie grew up with wishes and wishes working <laughs> inside him. <laughs> Eat a pika pie. Eat a pika pie? <laughs> Eat a pika pie is his Christian name. Can you give me the spelling on that? Uh, capital E E T A. Okay. And then that's the first name. Middle name is Pika, P E E C A. Okay. And pie, like the food that you eat. Yep. <laughs> Great. Wow. Yep. He grew up with wishes and wishes working inside him, and for every wish inside, he had a freckle outside on his face. Damn. 
I assume Whoa. that's many. I can't physically see this boy, though, to verify. Whenever he smiled, his smile ran way back into the far side of his face and got <laughs> lost in wishing freckles. <laughs> that is the scariest description of a smile I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think it's meant to be a charming smile, but oh boy, do I imagine a horrifying cryptid. <laughs> yeah, no, this kid is hanging out in a tree in Wonderland. Yeah. <laughs> Meanie Miney grew up with suspicions and suspicions working inside him. Some okay. of these got fastened on his eyes and some of them on his mouth. Uh. <laughs> when he looked other people straight in the face, they would say, Meanie Miney looks so sad-like. I wonder if he'll get by. But they don't do anything about it. There's no therapy for you, <laughs> Meanie Miney. <They> don't <laughs> That's ask just like, huh, will okay? this one make it? <laughs> oh, they I don't, don't even ask. They're just like, oh, I hope, I hope he's good. Anyway, Not back my to problem, my molasses. <laughs> Miney Moe was different. Not sad-like and suspicious like Meanie Miney, nor full of wishes in- inside and freckles outside like eat a pika pie. <laughs> Miney Moe was all mixed up inside with wishes and suspicions, so he had a few freckles and a few suspicions on his face. Wow. When he looked at other people straight in the face, they used to say, I don't know whether to laugh or cry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh oh no! What a fucking way to grow up, right? Like, if that's that's how everyone in your life refers to you if you look them in the eye. So here they are. Three boys with wishes, suspicions, and a mixed bag of both of them all look different from each other. So at least they're not weird, creepy twins from different <laughs> The only parents. way this could be worse. Yeah, if, if there are twins born from in different families, we're dealing with some pretty like Lovecraftian horror going on in the, the village of Liver and Onions. Each of them did, however, have a secret ambition. As one does. The same secret ambition. Hmm. And if you did not know, an ambition is a little creeper. (laughs) Oh no. That creeps and creeps in your heart night and day, singing a little song. (laughs) Come and find me. Come and find me. I did not know that. No. Well, now you do. That's what ambition is. I thought having dreams and ambitions was a good thing. No, that's a, that's, that thing's a little creeper. <laughs> it's creeping up inside you. That, that's a creeper you gotta watch out for. It really recontextualizes everything I've read in one piece. <laughs> Their secret ambition was to go railroading, to ride on railroad cars night and day, year after year. Oh, they're just train kids. Yeah, oh, sure. Whenever the secret ambition crept in their hearts and made them too sad, so sad it was hard to live and stand for it, they would all three put their hands on each other's shoulders and sing the song of Joe. (laughs) I just want you to picture. Yeah, what nightmare ritual is this? (laughs) Three kids get sad because of a creeping ambition they have. They're like, it's really hard to live. Okay, let's sing together the song of Joe and put their hands on each other's shoulders in some weird circle jerk. I'm I'm sad I'm not on a train right now. I'm going to sing about Joe. (laughs) Carl Sandberg has gifted us the chorus of this song. Oh, God. Oh, thanks, Carl. 
Jojo broke his toe on his way to Mexico. Came back, broke his back, sliding on the railroad track. This is the song that comforts and, them. Yeah, this makes them happy. Yes. I mean, it mentions a railroad track that's <laughs> train adjacent. If he broke his back on the railroad track, why do they want to be on trains if this is what comforts them? Are they just wishing ill on people who are on trains because they're not? I bet there's a Joe on a train and I I hope he breaks so <laughs> Fuck many that bones. guy. I I should be on that train. <laughs> Like, I feel, my horror in this one is that if you filmed it straight, as Carl Sandburg <laughs> has written it, it would inadvertently become the most terrifying thing ever put to film. <laughs> like, children doing this, singing this song, you would you would be very unsettled. So it's a fine summer morning, and all three mothers give each boy a jug and the instruction to go fill that jug with molasses at the store. So the boys get to the grocery at the same time. They get out at the same time all walking together with their jugs of molasses and their secret ambitions creeping. Wait, mm-hmm. does the store have, like, molasses on tap? Yeah, that's what so. I was imagining. Soda fountain? Yeah. Just you know, pure like syrup. Where you can get, like, the coffee beans from the little... I don't think they have those anymore, but I used to be able to, like, fill a bags with coffee beans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's just that, but molasses. <laughs> uh, two blocks from the store, they stopped under a slippery elm tree. Eda Pika Pie stretched his neck to look straight up into the tree, saying that this is good for his freckles and it helps his wishes. To, to, to I mean, I like thing. looking at trees too. <laughs> so, is it, is it good for your freckles? Yeah, how do your freckles feel about it? I don't, I don't know. I since I've become an inside boy, my freckles have kind of faded. <laughs> oh no, the inside have eaten your wishes. <laughs> I guess. So while he's Doing tree therapy for freckles, a jug slips from his hands and goes ka-flump, ka-flumpity-flump on the stone sidewalk. As jugs are wont to do. <laughs> yeah, that exact onomatopoeia is what I expect out of ceramics. I mean, that sidewalk. sounds like a, like a water, like a floppy water skin kind of thing. <laughs> well, it does crack to pieces after flopping like a water skin. After ka-flump, ka-flumping. And molasses was running all over the sidewalk. Oh no. The streets are paved with it here. If you've never seen it, molasses running out of a broken jug over a stone sidewalk under a slippy el- slippery elm tree looks peculiar and mysterious. I've never seen it. Well, just so you know, it looks <laughs> peculiar and mysterious. Okay. Eat a peek of pie stepped into it with his bare feet. Eat saying, a peek of pie, where are your shoes? <laughs> They don't have shoes are bad for wishes and freckles. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so he steps into this peculiar and mysterious sight, and he says, "It's a lot of fun. It tickles all over." Uh, that you you might be allergic, bud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the other two also step into it, and then everybody starts to shrink. Shrink. To shrink. Oh. Uh oh. This does not appear to disturb them at all. They just look at each other and they're like, you're as big as a potato bug. So are you. Ha ha ha. Look at, look at us. Just three boys having fun. Now um, in a lake of molasses. Yeah. Like somehow this is, we're going to be fine here. We're not stuck in it at all. This is like, ha ha ha. We're tiny. Um, 
But then their secret ambition began to hurt them. Oh, oh no. We'll never be on a train now. <laughs> so they do the weird-ass hands-on-the-shoulders ritual and sing the Mexico Joe song. As fast as they can. This ritual completed, and apparently the secret ambition sated for now. Um, they, they stroll off the sidewalk into a field of grass, passing houses of spiders and ants. I am very concerned by how unconconcerned these kids are with any of this. Like, oh, this is just our life now. I do want to thank Carl Sandberg for teaching me that my ambitions are just a ghost that eats music. Yeah. <laughs> I just got to sing a little tune to make it go away for a little while mm-hmm. so I can live my life. Yeah, you don't need to pursue dreams or ambitions. Sing a song and then get back to your, like, your lounging about. <laughs> In front of one house, they saw Mrs. Spider washing clothes for Mr. Spider. They wear clothes? What do you think they do with all that silk? Oh, that's a great point. <laughs> yeah, it's the finest of clothes. Very difficult to wash, though, so... Why do you wear that frying pan on your head? They asked her. Because apparently that's what's happening. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, a fair question to ask. Is that made of silk? In this country, all ladies wear the frying pan when they want a hat. And she Wait, this say, is a country? Yeah, it's the country of country. spiders. <laughs> um, and it's the frying pan specifically when they want oh, a hat. It's a shared, it's like the conch shell. I, yeah, I guess so. Sisterhood of the Traveling Frying Pan <laughs> hat. Uh, so eat a pika pie, then ask the burning question in all our hearts, which is, but what if you want a hat when you're frying with the frying pan? Ooh. See the first person in history to ask this question? Uh, well, she says that never happens to any respectable lady in this country. <laughs> oh. Oh, no. The author says, don't fucking worry about it. <laughs> You shut your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) That's not how we talk around these parts. Uh, Meany Miney is very concerned about the lack of style variety in hats. Like, you only get get one. Uh, But the spider reassures him that there is a new frying pan style every spring and fall. (laughs) Oh. So, we only wear frying pans. But (laughs) we wear the latest in frying pans. (laughs) Cutting edge of frying pans. Can't wait to go to Paris Frying Pan Week. (laughs) (laughs) We should do a Carl Sandburg fashion show. (laughs) What a nightmare. Popcorn, a spider with a frying pan. (laughs) (laughs) And then we just like walk around New York during the fashion week and no one, no one comments. Hidden in the roots of a pink grass clump, they come to the city of Twisted Nose Spiders, so I guess they moved on from this conversation entirely. Sure. We're somewhere else now. Feeling they have learned all they need to know. It's time to move on. (laughs) Frying pan fashion lesson achieved. She started repeating her dialogue and they knew they were done (laughs) with that NPC. (laughs) On the main street was a store with a show window filled with pink parasols. For spiders. Oh, delightful. Yeah. So they go in and they ask the clerk to buy them. And the spider clerk says, We don't sell parasols here. <laughs> what? Is this a test? <laughs> so they say, Can we be lint parasols? And the spider's very happy to do this. Oh, it's just a rental shop. Yeah. 
Okay, that's a that was. <laughs> I feel like he should probably just say that or have a sign in like somewhere, some signage. Yeah, you'd mm-hmm. think so, but no, you just like go and ask him. And we don't sell like, parasols here. We rent them. <laughs> <laughs> so either asks, "How do you do it?" Do what? I have no idea. The spider apparently understands what he's asking because he says, I don't have to. I don't know what they're talking about. (laughs) Should we? Hey, guys, should we be listening to this? This feels very personal now. (laughs) Okay, so here's here's the conversation back and forth between the spider and these kids. How do you do it? I don't have to. How did it begin? It never was otherwise. Don't you ever get tired? Every parasol is a joy. What? What do you do when the parasols are gone? They always come back. These are the famous twisted nose parasols made from the famous pink grass. You will lose them, all three. Then they will all walk back to me here in the store. I cannot sell you something I know you will lose, nor can I ask you to pay for something you will forget somewhere, sometime, that will walk back here to me again. Carmen? Yeah? Can you do me a favor? Uh Uh-huh. Just pick your favorite sentence that the spider just said. Do you have it picked out? I'm between two, but sure. Uh, Read it again, but add the word darkness to it somewhere. Anywhere. These are the famous twisted-nosed darkness parasols made from the famous pink darkness grass. You just wrote Kingdom Hearts. Great. Sweet. Wow. Congratulations. Amazing. Hire me. Disney slash Square Enix. I feel like they aren't talking about parasols, but apparently they're just talking about parasols. <laughs> and this is a language they share. It's up to interpretation. Simple and clean. <laughs> So the spider says, look, look, and then the door opens and five pink parasols come waltzing in and up to the show window. They always come back. (laughs) Everybody forgets. Take your parasols and go. You will forget them and they will come back to me. (laughs) I mean, that seems like a good system because like, yeah, people, people forget their parasols places. I feel like this could be a Miyazaki character. (laughs) <laughs> oh absolutely either miyazaki really actually <laughs> um, dark souls or totoro take your pick <laughs> one or the other it just depends on the voice actor you go with <laughs> what tone do you want to set with this spider how does he laugh in a sinister <laughs> right way? uh so i guess they do take their parasols and go and Ida says he looks like he had wishes inside him and meanie the, says the he looks did? like yeah he looks like he had suspicions and Miney uh, says, he looks like he was all mixed up wishes and suspicions. And then once more, they all felt lonesome and their secret ambitions were creeping and eating. So they put their hands on their shoulders and sang the Mexico Joe song. Just a quick old Mexico Joe. <laughs> this is some sort of curse. I don't know what's happening, but these boys have been cursed. <laughs> Just just get these boys on a train. Please, someone. Then came happiness. Oh. 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 They entered potato bug country. Yeah. Hooray! And they met a potato bug millionaire. <laughs> what? 
potato bug, is that another name for a pill bug? No, it's an actual bug. Um, like, it looks either like a cricket or a ladybug, and I don't know if that's a like a gender dimorphism or a mm. different life stage situation. Oh, bummer. I'm I'm less happy. <laughs> but that's, that's still happy. Seems fine. How are you a millionaire, they asked. Because I got a million. Of? Uh, oh. A, a million what? A million fleems! We have entered the Rick and Morty portion <laughs> of the Carl Sandberg's story. A, a million fleas? Fleems. F-L-E-E-M-S. I, oh, I don't know what that is. <laughs> It's, it sounds like the random ass Rick and Morty currency. I got it's... half a trillion chorkles. <laughs> yeah. Well, who wants fleems? You want fleems if you're going to live here, because fleems is our money. No fleems can't buy nothing, but a million fleems, you're a potato bug millionaire. <laughs> he then surprised them by saying to Ida, I like you because you got wishes and freckles. And then he filled his pockets with fleems. And he does wow. the same for the other two boys for their various curse afflictions. Just a very generous Scrooge McBug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, wishes do come true and suspicions do come true. At the same time? I guess, and this is what that is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just, just so you know, both are true. Um, so with pockets full of fleems... <laughs> They were able to ride on all the railroad trains of Potato Bug Country. <gasps> Hooray! They rode fast trains and slow trains and even trains that back up and run backwards. It's a thriving industry. In dining cars, they ate Wonder Ham from the famous Potato Bug Pigs. <laughs> <laughs> and eggs from the Potato Bug Hens, etc. I was about to take a drink. I'm so glad I did <laughs> Man, I want some Wonder Ham. <laughs> you, you didn't want a good swig on Wonder Ham before Tato Bug Pigs. Before I got to the famous Tato Bug Pigs, <laughs> world famous. So it seems like years they spent in Potato Bug Country until all their fleems were gone. <laughs> and whenever they wanted a railroad ride or something to eat or a place to sleep, in that order in the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Um, they do that weird-ass Mexico Joe song ritual. So they're street performers now. Yep, and the Potato Bug Country is a huge fan. It's <laughs> all they need. Not only do they do this to like suppress whatever creeping ambition situation, um, it, it does grant them all the railroad rides, food, and sleep they could wish for. Who needs a flame bank account when you can just do a little dance in the street? And they just don't get tired of it. They love it. I mean, (laughs) what a song. What a song. Because, like, they don't, bugs bugs don't have spines. They don't have a back to break. Yeah. So, like, that's probably just so fascinating to them. Nor toes. Uh, So, one morning, they were waiting on an express train on early Ohio and Southwestern. They're on the, the, the potato bug bullet train. Yeah. Uh, And I sat near the roots of a potato plant. And far above them, they saw a dim black cloud and heard shaking and rustling and spattering. Uh They didn't know it was a man of the village of liver and onions, Mr. Sniggers, 
putting Harris Green, which is a highly toxic insecticide, on the potato plants. Not potato bug countries. So a big drop of it splattered down and fell on their heads and shoulders, and we're not going to examine the fact that they are putting an insecticide on everything uh, and killing off all of their friends and leaving them fleemless and dead in the streets. I was just going to say more fleems for them if everybody's dead. Yeah, uh, but we're not going to examine the the bug genocide that is occurring here. Uh, instead, big drops of highly toxic insecticide splatter down and fall on their heads and shoulders, and this makes them get bigger and bigger. <laughs> so it Who undoes knew? the molasses shrinkage that occurred before. They jump up and run out of the potato rows, and Mr. Snickers thinks that they are just boys playing tricks. And probably, like, shakes a cane at them or something. I mean, if this happens whenever three boys get molasses at the same time, it probably happens to them a lot. Yeah. That's true. In yeah. this town. This town with its great molasses thirst. <laughs> so they get home to their mothers, and they tell them about the molasses breaking, and the mothers say, well, that was careless. Presumably two of the mothers have the molasses just fine, and it's just Pres- the one mom who's out a jug and molasses. Presumably also to the mothers, they haven't been gone for years. I assume so. <laughs> or they have, and their mothers just do not care, because I remind you, They're taking the responses it really well. to them have been, man, that one looks sad. Wonder if he'll make it. <laughs> right, I don't know whether to laugh or cry. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that... I think I think Wish's boy has a decent response from the outside. No, he's got just a creepy smile. No one yeah. even responds to him. Probably no one tries to. Too like, unsettled. They just, yeah, they try not to look at, just, at him. Yeah, avoid eye contact. That, that goes too too wide. I don't want to cross him just in case. Yeah. You don't know what those wishes are. <laughs> right. You just know that there are a lot of them. And the greatest one is to ride a train. That's an ambition. It's a creeper. Oh, it's separate. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so the mothers are like, well, that's careless. They don't give a shit. Um, and the boys say, no, it's lucky because it helped us get our secret ambitions. And the secret <laughs> ambition is a little creeper <laughs> that creeps and creeps in your heart night and day, singing a little song, come and find me. Come and find me. Need I remind you? The end. Wow. (laughs) Did you know such a thing was written in the world for eyes to read? (laughs) I didn't. What? So what was the intended audience for these rutabaga tales? I assume children. That's they're illustrated. Wild. <laughs> oh, oh, I got they're illustrated. Yeah, uh, nothing like stood out in this one in oh, the way okay. that the popcorn shoes did. Um, no I've potato got, bug train this time. No, I've got three barefoot foot boys sitting. <laughs> no in spider Alaska. wearing a frying pan, Carmen. No spider in a frying pan that I saw. Uh, there's a. Oh, no, there is a spider wearing a frying pan. It's just at the very end, and it kind of looks like a cricket, so it's hard to tell mm. what was going on there. So these are the two illustrations that accompany. Oh, that's a cute book. little spider. Yeah, that's yeah. fun. <laughs> she seems very charming. I like the checkerboard flowers. 
Yeah, I like her big shoes on her tiny little legs. Can we assume that these boys are singing about Joe breaking his toes and back while they're splurping around in this molasses? Oh, oh they God. gotta be. Their so hands the are on each other's shoulders. Yeah. I, because I like clicked on the link to that uh, that second Rutabaga story. Uh huh. It took me straight to how they broke away to go to Rutabaga's country, the first story in the book. Yeah. Um, which meant that I missed the image of the clowns. No. Being dried by. Do the not fence. do this to me now. <laughs> what is happening? It kind of looks like one of the clowns has a third eye in the middle of his head. (laughs) It sure does look like that. (sighs) Are these the clouds that were baked? Yeah, they're like being dried out in the sun or something. I forget. Uh, They're listed under more people, baked clowns. (laughs) uh, I'm speechless. Happy Halloween. So, yeah, I have yet to find anything more terrifying than Carl Sandburg. This oh this God. man can write a better horror movie than any horror film I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. But, yeah. Wow. I, w- I want the Carl Sandburg cinematic universe. <laughs> so how do you two feel about this spook lore? I agree. I want Captain America to hold up his hammer and summon a bug wearing a pot on its head. <laughs> <laughs> to come and fend off aliens with him. <laughs> just just throw a jug of molasses at Thanos's feet. <laughs> Let him ride a train for a little bit. Maybe he'll calm down. Yeah. <laughs> teach him <laughs> teach him a song about about Joe. <laughs> so he'll calm down about I don't know, snapping his fingers or whatever. <laughs> I haven't I haven't I haven't kept up with Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> Thanos just like does the the um, poetry secret snap. ambition <laughs> so yeah i i have no no notes well, on yeah, this one thank it's you terrifying. for that i will not sleep tonight <laughs> you're welcome not meant to be a horror story but definitely far more effective at it than all of the scary tales there is an image right above this of umbrellas that have people's heads on them instead of the like loop diddy thing i don't even it's we're still in the um oh god (laughs) i should stop scrolling this is a snowman that makes frosty the snowman look okay (laughs) i need someone else to witness this with me i don't know to what story this goes uh, I believe we're still in the deep doom of dark doorways or whatever. Yeah, well, that's, that's where this belongs. That's a, that's a little rascal right there. So this this was the third of the fourth stories about the deep doom of dark doorways, what we read today. Um, so I guess interpret that how you will. But I need to go and <laughs> look at anything else. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for, um, thank you for joining us, Theo. Yes, thank you for being here for me, specifically. <laughs> I'm thank sorry. you for sh- I've, sharing this. I felt <laughs> much safer knowing that I had a partner. <laughs> sorry for the crime Tyler dragged you into. <laughs> it's all good. I'm, I'm, I'll be your get, I, that's why you brought an emotional support himbo. I definitely needed one this week. <laughs> 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 
can you can lean on my comforting muscles. <laughs> uh, is there anything that you would like to share with our audience? Places to find you or things? Oh to... gosh, uh, I don't do much on the internet, uh, but I um, am a guest on one of Tyler's other podcasts. Of I don't know Tyler if you're going to talk about piecemeal. Um, I, I rarely do, so you can feel free to. <laughs> oh, okay. It's it's a it's a it's a. I have fun being on it. It's uh, it's a One Piece book club podcast uh, where we read the famously ongoing manga One Piece. Um, and then I'm also a guest on uh, Destructo Discourse, a Dragon Ball rewatch podcast where we're currently watching original Dragon Ball and talking about it. And I oh, I also do improv in Dayton, Ohio. You should come <laughs> to the Black Box Improv Theater. We have shows every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and Saturday. And I perform Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. Awesome. Nice. Yeah, yeah, go check that out. Yeah. Next time in, I'm in Ohio, I will try and get that way. I don't know when Ooh. that is, but... Yeah. Uh, thank you to everyone for listening to this show. Sorry for the nightmares. <laughs> um, and have a happy Halloween. Yeah, you have survived another spook war. Congratulations, everyone. <laughs> thank you to all of our patrons for sponsoring the show. Um, and apologies for what you have brought into the world. <laughs> Thank you to our top-tier patrons, Five-Headed Snake God, Allison, Frog Whisperer, Lucky, Biblio Princess, Heirius, Midori, Becca, Lobster No Longer, The New and Improved Haley, Thimbles Are a Stitcher's Best Friend, Awkward, Project Birdfall Informant, Funky Little Strawberry, Lemur, Spaghetto Desperately Trying to Seem Straight at a Funeral, Caitlin, Danielle, Plumpkin the Thick Gourd Witch, Ya Girl Olwen, Allie, Knife Dad, Kovis Cat, Vespa Desu, Versus Keeper of Too Many OCs, Pyrus, Jessica, Nathan the Scott, Millipedish, Dave from the Grave emerging from his cave, Maya, High Listus of Wimbus, Tennis Killed the Dinosaurs, A Dubious Little Creature, Haley Prime, Dominic, Justin, Lily, Izzy, and Jenna. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you always, Doug. Thanks, Doug. Where was the folklore? That's how it looks. This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have story suggestions for us, please send them to wtfolklore at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales. If you enjoyed our show, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts.